When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Cardinals audio only podcast here dropping on a Monday morning. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast it is game week, my dear, dear friend, Bo, and uh, very appropriately, we have the captains announced for our precious Redbirds headlined by, of course, the currently IR'd, PUP'd Kyler Murray. But nonetheless, the magnitude of this, I think, kind of sent shockwaves across some naysayers of old K1 that he would play, would not play this year. It means something, Bo, as you chatted with Jonathan Gannon with Kyler Murray suddenly being a captain in 2023. Yeah, it was kind of a surprising little storyline that popped up here on game week, as you mentioned. I mean, as you start to gear up for the Cardinals facing a real opponent in a game that actually means something and the Washington Commanders on the road uh, in the season opener. But, you know, you start to kind of do the checklist. You get into things as far as, you know, starting quarterback. And we're not going to know that until uh, maybe at the earliest, the end of the week, but probably not till before kickoff on Sunday, we know who it is on this podcast. We were telling you about it a long time ago in Joshua Dobbs and that competition's mm. heating up. But I feel like this Kyler Murray thing is like, it's another quarterback competition that's going on. I mean, we saw USC just absolutely just beat Nevada like a drum over the weekend yeah. and Caleb Williams go for five total touchdowns or five passing touchdowns. It's like he has his day. And then you've got, oh yeah, Kyler Murray's still under contract. He's still an Arizona Cardinal. He still has a lot to prove. And, he has the backing, uh, full backing of his new head coach and coaching staff in front office. So uh, it's it's this uh, you know point counterpoint from Caleb Williams to Kyler Murray to Jonathan Gannon, and it's it's really nice. It's good to continue to see this organization back the guy that they they locked into a mega million dollar extension. Yeah, I got a, a text from a source Bo earlier today, catching up on the on the news about K1 and and just in relation to, to his relationship with Jonathan Gannon. A lot of people haven't been able to see it much on display outside of when, you know, K1 welcomed JG. But I got a text message basically saying like Gannon is giving him something we know our, our audience knows, but it bears repeating. Gannon's giving Kyler Murray a fair chance and and wants to see him step up and and grab this baton and, and never look back. And I mean Gannon and these coaches aren't thinking about Caleb Williams. I mean, can we be real for a second? Like that's Austin Ford's job and Gannon will be prepped on that this off season if, if it calls for it. But he, he wants Kyler Murray to be able to take this franchise quarterback role indefinitely. And, and he's given him every opportunity and 
Kyler's answered it. I, I got a, a follow-up text saying basically this this entire shit show Kyler Murray narrative, Kyler has has put to bed that narrative, like that he doesn't work hard. It's it's video games, right? But now it's okay taking the next step and elevating this team, right? Being able to to lead by example on and off the field. And so, I mean, I, I, again, the narrative that he wasn't going to play this year, this show debunked that I, I feel like before anybody else a couple of weeks ago, Bo, and then has been, you know, reaffirmed uh, over a couple different outlets the, the last couple of days. And then you see now the captain's news, Kyler Murray, and we've said it, put it on a t-shirt is going to be able to fend off Caleb Williams. If it's up to Kyler Murray, the Houston yep. pick, notwithstanding, like Kyler Murray is going to get 10 plus shots this year to be able to say, no, 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 Drake May, Caleb Williams, whomever, Deion Sanders, boy, who looked fantastic on Saturday. Like, you guys can talk about these college kids. That's exactly what they are. I play in the NFL, and I'm going to have a chance to be able to elevate this team. And whether it's in October or whenever it is, Bo, I I can't wait to see it, but we are going to be waiting at least four more weeks. Yeah, and it it seems like they're true to the word where they say as soon as he's ready to go, he's going to be out there, and they're not going to hesitate. And that's uh, that's a word that... Monty Austinfort used, and he's the guy that that really is the one that's navigating as far as the future of this organization and how much they're going to invest in, in the quarterback position. Is it going to be continued throughout the Kyler Murray contract that was signed last offseason before the start of the 2022 season, or is it pivoting to a rookie quarterback contract or, or something else, or option three or option four, whatever it might be. But uh, as of today, you're right. I mean, it was just kind of a another shot across the bow. Like, hey, this is a guy. He's in house. He's he's done it before, uh, and he also didn't have the luxury of having a competent head coach and support staff around him, all the way from the staff to the front office guys that you shouldn't have to say, hey, don't don't mudsling your quarterback uh, while you're trying to build this relationship and build something special around him. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, it was, it was just one of those things it was impromptu. It's usually about this time of year when you had, hear about captains, the question had been asked a couple of times before Gannon, uh, looked like he wasn't going to give a full in-depth answer. He just basically said yes. And then he finally divulged the six captains that the Arizona Cardinals have Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, of course, you got James Connor, uh, DJ Humphreys, Kazir White. And then uh, Dennis Gardeck uh, is also a captain, which is is pretty impressive. You know, in Gardeck's, he's had that captain's honor before, of course, what he does on special teams. But uh, six very well-deserving guys. And then the follow-up question was, you know, why did you decide to give Kyler that captain's um, just honor when, you know, he's expected to miss, you know, some time. We don't know yet. And uh, basically, JG said he's our franchise quarterback. Everything I want to see our captains be he demonstrated, and that's a quote from Jonathan Gannon uh, on Monday about Kyler Murray and why he's the captain. Do you have an issue? Because I saw people take up with this because everybody has issue with what Jonathan Gannon does before he even coaches an, an effing game. But like, do you have an issue with Gannon picking these captains? It is a little unconventional, but I, I also think like when you're trying to implement a culture, like you're choosing the people to lead, and they haven't been together very long. And while I, I feel like he would trust in the team to be able to choose these individuals like Kazir white was with him in Philadelphia. That seems like a no brainer. Obviously we talked about K one, like James Connor, Buddha Humphreys, Gardeck. Like I feel like these guys would have been voted on by the team anyway, but I, I just, I have never seen that before at the, at the NFL level where it's like, yeah, I'm going to pick the captains. And I think Bo it's purposely because of the fact that they're, they're gutting this from the ground up and he wants a select few individuals, six, 
um, to be able to, to carry the, the message, carry the weight. I mean, they got rid of guys like Isaiah Simmons and DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. for a reason. And uh, these individuals that they chose, and this is another huge coup in Kyler Murray's hat, are the antithesis of what they are trying to get away from with that prior regime. Yeah, no, and yeah, these guys embody uh, and, and, you know, walk the talk and um, walk the walk. I mean, as far as uh, what they do and what they represent, it's everything that I think this new coaching staff, I think the front office wants to represent on the field of play and off the field of play. So, you know, James Conner has had a quiet offseason and training camp, and I think he's poised for a huge year for the Arizona Cardinals and Buda Baker. You know, I, I'm glad that they were able to put this offseason behind him, but you know what Buddha's is all about. He's he's the heart and soul of this organization. And then Kazir White is the new guy, right? And then Dennis Gargadek is the guy that, you know, I'm sure they knew very little about, but what he's what he continues to do impresses no matter who the coaching staff is. He's just an absolute just madman hard worker. And he I think he's a he's healthier than he's ever been in the last two years. And he's he's you know, thriving for Dennis Gardeck uh, in this new system in, in under Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon. So, you know, that that's saying a lot before these guys hit the the field of play. But I think that these, these, these are the six guys that um, since training camp have done everything that's been asked of them and more. And uh, I think, you know, the, the Kyler Murray, it's like double, triple, quadruple down, whatever it might be at this point. But this organization saying, hey, we're riding with this guy until he gives us a reason not to. And then also I'll play devil's advocate for a second for the people who kind of scoff at this regardless. Is like hypothetically, let's put the tinfoil cap on and say that they were shopping him this offseason. And uh-huh. like, why wouldn't you make him a captain then? You want to be able to present Kyler Murray as the model citizen, which he has been under Gannon and, and Oz Ford and company. And so like not naming him a captain, like that doesn't help you. Right. I, I think this, this helps every angle that you want to dive into as it relates to Kyler Murray, this quarterback position, and then the assets or the movability that they're going to have next off season that I, I truly believe, like, of course, all options are going to be on the table. It's going to get really messy, Bo. Like we saw Saturday, we mentioned that like how, how many of these kids, for this draft class, three to five at least in the first round at the quarterback position, and it all comes down to: Are they better than Kyler? You know, are they cheaper than Kyler? Yes. You know, what what does it look like over the next five to seven years? Because now, like, you can't argue this. Like, this team is is yeah, they're playing for twenty twenty three to evolve and evaluate, but they're they're playing towards sustainability in the future. And I think Kyler Murray is going to be a part of that. But at the same time, you got to be able to 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 leverage all your assets to the best of your ability. And you could do a Chicago. You could keep your pick. Or excuse me, keep your quarterback like they did with Justin Fields and, and flip your pick. The the Cardinals are going to be in a very advantageous position, but but you know we've got all season to talk about off season in, in the NFL draft. Let's let's talk a little bit about this Sunday. Bo Brock, the team opens up, of course, on the on the road against the Washington Commanders. You kind of alluded to it a little bit in the uh, opening. Joshua Dobbs versus. Clayton Toon. If you listen to this podcast, you've kind of been in the know for a little bit. Not to toot our own horn, but Dobbs is going to get the start. He basically confirmed that on his ever-evolving social media platform. First, it was his TikTok a couple of weeks ago that basically said, hey, I'm going to the Cardinals. This is what it's been like. And then on his Instagram bow uh, on Saturday was at the, I believe, the uh, Tennessee Volunteer uh, tailgate event that they had. Of course, he being a former standout uh, SEC quarterback for the Volunteers was there. 
doing some media, doing some press, doing having some fun. And he was in this like Nissan partner, you know, throwing competition and basically went up to his social media handler camera and said, just getting ready for week one as he throws a bunch of dimes into this, <laughs> you know, throwing game. And I, I saw that. I'm like, this is probably nothing, but I posted it anyway. And the more I thought about it, it's like, no, he he's the starter. This he, mm-hmm. he's putting it out there. Like I'm playing next weekend. Like you're not putting that out there if you're Joshua Dobbs. If you're not playing, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I just hope that um, for Washington's sake, they're not uh, having social media sues. Like, oh, we finally got it. There it is. <laughs> There's we, we just uh, took the competitive advantage that Jonathan Gannon had mentioned in this press conference, which is silly as well. Like, come on. I mean, like. Uh, you could you could figure it out if you've been following close enough and you have you know half a brain. I think that you know the the Arizona Cardinals they they didn't trade and give up a, a draft pick and and really be revisit the Joshua Dobbs conversation that ended mm-hmm. not in him signing here in March but with Cleveland uh, and brought him over and and you know pivoted off of Colt McCoy, uh, a guy that got you know the the lion's share of of you know starting quarterback snaps while he was in Cardinals uniform. It wasn't Clayton tune. And then you bring in this guy who knows knowledge of the system, mobility, good arm. Uh, yeah. It's, it's Joshua Dobbs. And you know, it's, it's interesting and, and we'll see, you know, I, I was, I'm curious and, and we'll ask JG this on Wednesday, you know, is there going to be starters reps in practice for Clayton tune? Like, is he going to divvy up first string reps at all? Any, any to 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 any other quarterback i don't think so i think that's the question to ask because obviously like he doesn't have to tell us uh i i guarantee you the time that they're going to be putting the starters out there on the practice field it's not going to be when the media is is there uh watching it's not usually how it goes we usually get to watch them you know warm up and of course get into position drills and stuff but once they start like really practicing getting reps but the ones is not like training camp where you can watch everything. Um, I'm curious if they'll give him any reps at all, because I I'm with you. I don't think that they are. I think that it's too paramount at this point, as far as Josh jobs, getting up to speed and being completely uh, in tune, horrible phrasing there with Clayton tune, but in tune with his receivers and creating and developing that rapport, right. With Hollywood Brown, with his offensive line, with Michael Wilson, with Rondell Moore, with Greg Dorch. I think it's just so important. You can't, I mean, you've lost that window, I think. And, yeah. and Clayton, you know, to his benefit, he's gotten so many more opportunities than I would ever think he would be given mm-hmm. in, in the landscape of the training camp and preseason to be able to come in, like start preseason games, play the majority of the snaps in the preseason, yeah. get training camp starting reps and be able to play with guys like, you know, Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown, like kudos to Clayton to him. Like he, I think he had a, a really solid off season. It's come to a close. Now it's time to let the big boys play. Like, like Josh Dobbs was traded and brought in here. So it's like, it, like when you would pop an Adderall in college, right. And you had to cram for a test. I mean, that's, that's what the Arizona Cardinals are doing right now. Not that I ever did that, but that's basically what's happening right now. So the Arizona Cardinals have to be able to come in and, do this on the fly. It's it's an all nighter at the library with your yeah. with your buddies because you didn't study because you were out you know the last two or three nights and you're like oh shit that test is the test is on Monday I better be able to handle my business that's what they're gonna have to do that's what Joshua Dobbs and company you're gonna have to do it's an illegally so you, procured 
prescription drug? Is that, <laughs> is that what you I said? never did that. I just, you know, you hear stories about people. Um, right. Of course. Anyway, like Dobbs to me, like, I think, I think he's going to be able to handle the workload from a physical standpoint. You've seen him in practice. He's, he's he was participating in a training camp. This is not like somebody rolling off the couch. Like he's been a part of another franchise for like the last four or five months. Like he's fine. It's just the mentals. Like they're going to script 20 plays, 15 to 20 plays. What happens when those plays have run dry and it's like, we're in the end of the first quarter, early second at Washington, you've got Deron Payne and company coming for your head. Like that's, that's what they're going to have to prepare for. They're going to have to prepare for the hot reads and be able to get everything situated with Yelder Froldholt and company. So you don't have time to screw around and give Clayton right. Tune like Clayton Tune, like it's not going to be the difference if he has to come into this game, God forbid, between him getting, you know, a couple days this week working with the ones compared to like the entire offseason. Like his development is set for now, whether he participates with the ones this week or not. Josh, if you're serious about winning, which I believe they are on Sunday, they want to win. They're going to try to win this game as a professional NFL team. They have to give Joshua Dobbs every rep with the ones, which is like, I love JG, which is what he said about, I'm not going to name a starting quarterback. Like, no, you should have just named him one this week because everything that's going to come out of my co-host and everybody else that's going to be on the practice field, if you're able to see them operate, mm-hmm. is going to show Joshua Dobbs with the ones. And well, everybody's yeah. going to be like, why don't you just admit that then? Yeah, it, th- yeah, that's why I say it's a, it's a bit silly. And then you've got, like, there is there is potentially more gamesmanship that he missed out on. Like mm-hmm. Josh Weinfuss pointed this out today. I didn't even think it was worth like really pointing out. Like they released the schedule for press conferences this week, and Wednesday is usually head coach and the starting quarterback talking. And they didn't announce a starting quarterback or a quarterback to talk to the media. It's like, wouldn't it have been funny if he just marched tune out there? And and Tune was up there answering questions, and of course having to give that, like, then that becomes a distraction though to the rest yeah, of the team. Yeah, probably, like, probably. Doesn't the so. team deserve clarity at this point? Like poor Colt McCoy. We haven't talked about Colt McCoy on this show for about a week. Thank God. Like, have you noticed? No, no uh, waiver claim. Well, he's not. He wasn't subject to waivers. He's too old. No workouts. Right. No signees. No right. practice. Well, I like think was, I think when the Patriots pulled off their shenanigans where they had Mac Jones, the only guy on their roster for like 24 to 48 hours, like a couple guys who didn't do their research were saying, well, look out for Colt McCoy going to New England. It's like, uh, have you seen him throw a football before? Um, yeah, it's just, it, it is, that, that's, that's no, that's no mistake. That's not on accident. He's like, dude, he's probably about like six weeks away from like retiring. We're going to have called that three months ago where he, he's not going to be on an NFL roster to start yes. the season potentially could retire. <laughs> You don't have to say we. I, you called that. I thought that you know when Kyler Murray came back, there was going to maybe be discussion. I didn't think it was going to uh, be expedited up to before Washington. It's it is crazy that we're we are where He's we are. He's not on an NFL team, and he was their starter for five months. Presumed starter during OTAs and training camp. It's great though. We just I live for the drama with this team this year. If they're not going to be good, I want them to be interesting. And I think at times they're going to be both. I think they're going to compete their ass off. And I think that starts this Sunday with Josh Dobbs. Um, yeah, it, Bo Brock's going to be at practice every day this week to be able to give you the goods before the team takes off out east. Um, all right, so the Cardinals remain a seven-point dog, um, plus 240 with our friends at, at BetMGM, which, I mean, 
these week one lines, there's a bunch of week one lines. We'll talk mm-hmm. about them this week that I like. The big, huge favorites, Baltimore, um, Seattle against the Rams, right? The Jaguars are huge favorites. Cardinals, though, outside of Houston being a 10-point dog against Baltimore, they have the biggest spread of the weekend. Um, and it's against a team people don't think is going to be very good. So I can't imagine what the spreads are going to yeah. look like when this team plays contenders. But, I mean, what are you, what are you looking at ahead of ahead of Sunday now? We take a 5,000-foot view. We're going to preview yeah. the game all week. But what's what's top of mind for you matchup-wise? The uh, Nick Rollis versus Eric Bieniemy. I think that that's a huge uh, matchup, and it's it's so strange. I mean, with all the the uh, just the, the facelift that this organization had this off season, you know, com- you know, reset button that we're all, we're all clamoring for, right? You got rid of Cliff, you got rid of Kime, uh, you get the new front office, you get the new coaching staff, uh, some some new names to the to coaching streets in the NFL, and, and Rollis and Petsing and, and JG and his entire collection of staff, and it's like. Okay, and now they are tasked with you're taking on Washington that, sure, they got Ron Rivera. Sure, they're wearing the same burgundy and gold, but they got a guy who's got one game under his belt and Sam Howell, and they got a play caller in Eric Bieniemy to where you really don't know wh- how much he had his hands on that KC offense. And, you know, I'm always – when when he was on the, uh, you know, part of the coaching carousel, you know, the last few off seasons, I was always kind of skeptical, you know, I think it's more Reed Mahomes as the success of that offense. But yeah, I think most people would agree. That? Like, where do you what, what tape do you put on first to prepare for this? And I'm sure Nick Rollis, you know, obviously, well, way more prepared than, than you and I are. But like, where do you start? Do you put on, a, you know, KC film? Do you put on Sam Hell film? Do you put on, you know, Washington film from last year? Do you look at preseason? It, it's really crazy. Like. It's got to be tough. I'm sure you know Petsing and, and Rollis obviously have the the ability, uh, like that that cloak of people not knowing what to expect. But I think that that's a that's a big thing. But you know, I think Rollis can really just kind of play game wrecker by by bringing a lot of pressure. Um, and it's going to be you know when we talk about matchups on the field outside of the coordinators, you know, I think that defensive line versus that really struggling offensive group offensive line group for Washington. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, even though they're virtual unknowns, um, they have a chance to do what they did preseason week one and, and make some noise and, and get after Sam Howell and make him really uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't, it's a good question what they study. I'm sure they're studying everything, but I mean, Bianami has never not been with, with Patrick Mahomes as the offensive coordinator of the Kansas city chiefs. Mahomes got there in 2017 2018 was his first full year starting. That was the year Biennemi took over for Matt Nagy. Um, and so you think about before that, he was the running back coach and had, you know, what Jamal Charles and company did a nice job. But like, it just, it's a little bit, it's a, certainly an outlier situation. That's why he's in Washington, be able to prove himself. I just think, I mean, like this is the wrong coaching staff and the wrong quarterback to do that with. I mean, the, uh, any at the end of the day, like Sam Howell is going to look as good as as the Cardinals defense allows because I think he is limited as a thrower. Like you watch him last year and you watch him in the pre in the preseason, like he can throw interceptions. They just have to be able to generate some pressure. I, I was glad to see JG confirm to you, Bo Brock, that B. Joe Gilari's good to go. Uh, mm-hmm. He did not look good to go in the final preseason game, but again, I mean, like two weeks later, could he could he could he be on a pitch count? Could they get him in and just say go rush the passer and get some pressure certainly and Zayvon Collins had a nice preseason and 
Gardeck's healthy, you know, and they, they've got some they've got some options now. They don't have Maje Sanders, but they've got Cameron Thomas and company. So if they can generate pressure and get to him three plus times in this game, I, I would think that they've got a real shot at being able to hang for four quarters where this would yeah. get really, really troublesome is if you let what I think is a limited Washington offensive line be able to run the football with Brian Robinson and company and you can't you can't operate. You can't you can't be you can't generate any kind of penetration or pressure. So I, I agree with you. I was going to say the same thing. I think that's where the game is won. I think Rollis versus Bienemy because the offense is is going to have a I don't want to say a tough time, but there are going to be some growing pains. Like anybody going into this game thinking that Dobbs is, is going to be smooth sailing. I don't think there's anybody who believes that. The contrary, I think most people think it's going to be tough sledding this first week. Like you could do so much for their confidence. Short fields, right? Dominating the line of scrimmage, being able to win ball control. Um, you know, punting with with authority like they did in the in the preseason, like winning that kind of game. And I think this game can be won like that. We don't know the status of scary Terry McClellan with his toe. Cardinals, I think, are knock on wood. It's funny, like they're one of the healthiest teams in the league. You go up and down that they have lost, knock on wood, very little in terms of the depth that they do have. So remains to be seen how that's going to play a, a factor into to Sunday's game. Let's look at the other side of the ball, bro quickly here and, and you think about Drew Petzing versus Ron Rivera and what the Cardinals may try to do offensively. I just I mentioned it through that out there 15 to 20 scripted plays. Is there anything else that, that you would want to see from this offense outside of James Conner getting the ball goodness 25 plus times in this contest? Yeah, I think it's it's Josh Dobbs immediately finding a rapport with with you know one of those I'll say three, four talented wide receivers like just Find a guy, and you hope it's Hollywood Brown, right? Because he's mm-hmm. the one that's in the contract year, and he's got a lot to prove. And uh, I think he's the guy that can also make some big plays for this offense that a lot of people are sleeping on. Um, Hollywood Brown, I think, uh, trying to play that Amari Cooper role. And then, you know, the rest of the guys, if they just do their job, I think that they this this offense can be, you know, I think you are and I are in the same spot. Like, if they can, you know, move the chains, if they can just – get some drives going and maybe find points and it doesn't necessarily have to be touchdowns. Um, you know, it's going to be such a big help to this defense. That's going to want to really, uh, really, like you said, take the kind of take the game over or, or make the impact plays as far as this goes, if they can get anything offensively, I think that that's just, that's just kind of, um, the icing on top because, you know, I, I think that the, the biggest question is, can this defense hang, with as little as they invested in it, you know, this off season. You mentioned uh, Amari Cooper pulled up the box score. The uh, Cleveland Browns behind Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Andrew Petzing went uh, into Washington earlier this year, back on January 1st, Bo, and beat the Commanders 24 to 10. Amari Cooper had two touchdown catches, one of 46 and one of 33 from Deshaun Watson. Um, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones also caught a touchdown. So Deshaun Watson looked like ass last year outside of what he did to Ron Rivera's secondary. And then, you know, Washington's trotting out Carson Wentz's corpse and can only produce 10, 10 points. So you can't take too much out of this game, but I don't, it's not nothing. It's not a throwaway. I mean, the Drew Petzing, the offense he wants to run, put up 24 points. Commanders put up 10 points. Um, obviously, the Browns defense is going to be different what the Cardinals do on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think 
being able to move Joshua Dobbs out in space, getting him on some on some bootlegs, some QB keeps. I think he's going to have to rely on his legs a little bit. It's going to be a great time previewing this game, Bill Brock, with you and one more thing. Cardinal. Yeah, go ahead. It's interesting. Like, Rollis has a safety net in Jonathan Gannon. Like, mm-hmm. built-in safety net. A guy yeah. that very successful uh, calling defensive plays uh, or making calls for defenses is, you know, in, in two years for Philly, racked up 70 sacks, got the, you know, the nod to take over an organization as a head coach. I don't think enemy has that luxury. And I think that, you know, Arizona, like the Cardinals and what Rollis and, and JG, like, I'm sure on both sides of the ball, it was vanilla play calling where I, I really didn't get the sense. I think, the enemy was rolling some stuff out there this this preseason. Oh yeah, against Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. He was like, it's like, okay, I got my whole back. Everything's in play here. Here's the kitchen yeah. sink, and I think that there's some advantage there. Like Washington really has no idea what to. You know, they they obviously faced JG four times as a defensive coordinator. They went one and three. Uh, they had one thirty point performance, uh, and then the rest were all under twenty, uh, significantly under twenty. So. Um, you know, there's nobody on that stat. Like Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Like it's B enemy and that's it. Like he has nowhere to go and he's already kind of shown his hand a little bit. So I, I kind of give the edge as far as just game planning wise. I mean, we'll see. And you know, he, he doesn't have also the luxury of what he's had since to your point, he doesn't have that number 15 Patrick Mahomes back there. Just working his, his magic as the greatest football player on the planet. I think what you just described is the microcosm for these two coaching staffs in this game in general. I, I think Washington with new ownership, Rivera and company are under immense pressure. Like even if they get canned at the end of the year, like how many more chances is Ron Rivera going to have to be a head coach in the NFL fair or not. And then you look at, it's the complete opposite with the Cardinals. Like contrary to what Mike Florio believes, like Cardinals aren't firing Jonathan Gannon. He's not going to be a one and done coach. Like the expectations could not be lower for this Cardinal team. Let's see. It's like we're reaching like major league esque, the movie major league esque expectation. Like, who the f are these guys from the national media believing that the, the Cardinals could go 0 17? I, I think they use that as a distinct advantage. I think us against the world gets overplayed a lot, rightfully mm-hmm. so. I think you could use that all year if you're Jonathan Gannon, be able to have the the disrespect that you get on Twitter, social media, national outlets. I think that starts this Sunday because nobody expects this. They're not favored in any game. They're an underdog in every home game they play this year, and they play the Rams. Like, that, to me, is unbelievable uh, bargaining, negotiating, motivating tip for Gannon to use with his team. Yep, no doubt about it. It's going to be a fun week. We talked to the coordinators today. We're going to talk to Drew Petzing. We're going to talk to Nick Rollis and Jeff Rogers no practice for the cards on Tuesday, but everything's going down on Wednesday. Uh, after kind of an extra day on Monday, they're back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, well, probably not Friday, but Thursday. Um, and then this team is off to Washington. Mr. Gannon goes to Washington, hoping to get that big dub. So um, really nothing else except for, you know, because you're white. We'll see. You know, I asked him if he was going to wear the green dot. That was something that they're going to continue to work through. But, Really, just sounding like we don't know, but just like the quarterback competition, it sounds like it's it's because you're white. Um, and then we got our Greg Dorch, our first Greg Dorch all-purpose podcast 
Nice. It's going to go live after uh, PHNX Cardinals at four on Tuesday. So make sure to look out for that. We're back with you live after this audio only edition and following the holiday weekend. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. We'll see you later this afternoon on a Monday. Peace. Peace.